You are now listening to Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. I'm your host, Shatina Guadalupe. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, consultant, speaker, and singer. Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion was created to provide examples of conversations with various people on stigmatizing topics to break barriers so that you can be encouraged to go within your own community and have these same conversations. Each episode is timeless. There's always something that you can receive from it over and over again. We push the bar a little bit with the topics we talk about. That's why it's called Breaking Barriers. We speak about things that people typically aren't creating space for so that we can all receive healing. Share with everyone you know because of this. There's something that everyone can benefit from in each episode. If you like what you hear and would like to support Always Live Love You, please donate. This helps us to be able to continue to provide free information on multiple platforms. I will leave the link below. We appreciate any support you're able to provide to keep this thing going. If you would like to stay connected with all things Always Live Lovely, you can visit us at www.alwayslivelovely.com. We provide individual mental health, therapy services, consultations, products, music, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Don't miss out. And of course, if you like my vibe and you would like me to speak on your platform or at your next mental health event, Connect with me at connect at alwayslivelovely.com. Enjoy the episode and remember, always live lovely. again with an episode of Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. I am your host, Shatina Guadalupe. If you didn't already know, now you know. And y'all know I always come with the fire episode. So listen here, this episode right here, I'm already about to tell y'all, this is going to be near and dear to my heart from the beginning to the end of time, because this person right here has been a special person to me in my high school days. And if anybody know anything about me, if you special to me once, you special to me forever. So this is once my brother, always my brother. So I want to introduce to y'all Mr. Jeremy. So can you please introduce yourself to the lovely audience that we got? Hello, everybody. My name is Jeremy here in Posey, um, your local wheelchair man, uh, <laughs> author, uh, actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, we we taking it back to the high school days. Listen, keep it a stack, you know. Like I did, I did used to be cut. What I could have been Denzel before Denzel, <laughs> right? <laughs> Age wise, but it's okay. It's okay. I see where you're going yeah. with that. I'm saying I could have been Denzel before Denzel, man. I'm just saying my skills is impeccable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just glad to be on here for you and your podcast. You know, I've always. 
you always been a homie to me since high school. We've stayed in touch over the years. You know, I know a whole bunch of people that I from high school I ain't even heard from. Right. You know, but I do wish everyone love. I hope mm-hmm. everybody's thriving, trying to make it in this struggling world. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. And, you know, we always have those people that we were probably close to at one once a point in time and then we kind of fall off somehow I always find my way back to Jeremy like I don't care if it's five years 10 years 15 years somehow we always like be like whoop and I'm like here I am so I'm so happy that that happens because God says you know some people just can't leave your life mm-hmm. they meant to be in your life yes absolutely and you know um I definitely feel honored because the topic that we are going to be talking about is life after gun violence and Jeremy is the perfect person to talk about this I know that he already said in his in his hype up moment like you know your local wheelchair man so you're probably like what what's going on like what y'all about to talk about but we gonna get into it um so I would like to start out just with people knowing a little bit about your story and your relationship to gun violence so that they have a little bit of backstory of what got you where you are today okay um well if we're gonna start from the beginning it was around June, June 2nd or June 3rd. I had went out to the club. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> that day was a little bit rough. Uh, I'll minimize the details, but mm-hmm. uh, broke over my girlfriend, walked to the house. My cousin convinced me to go out. So we ended up going to a few clubs uh, that night. And when he was dropping me off in front of my mom's house, um, I had got shot in the, well, some guys tried to rob us first. Mm -hmm. And once, like, they hopped out the car with their guns pointed at us, my cousin just threw the car in drive and we just sped off. And that's when they started shooting at the car. Mm -hmm. And then one of the bullets went through the back window and I got hit in my back. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah, and then after that, I spent around eight or nine months in the hospital. Right. Trying to heal and get used to things and also just try to find a a livelihood that I can maintain. Yeah, and striving through through all of it because that's not no easy thing to experience and like you said finding the livelihood of it which is a big deal when it comes to your life literally being flipped upside down right it's uh it's definitely a game changer it makes you look at life from a different perspective Uh, but that's only if you want to Mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of young men in wheelchairs sort of fall to hard drugs and stuff like that and it just ended badly mm-hmm. so it can be hard for some others you know they can make the most out of it like um I forgot my man's last name his name is Arthur I can't pronounce his last name but he, uh, he Arthur. Had, That's what y'all need to know. Yeah, he Arthur, but <laughs> the name of his uh, nonprofit organization is Life Goes On. Oh, okay. And, and he was one of the main people that came up there to talk to me um, about 
just getting used to being in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, talking about the different stuff you can still do because he was showing me like how you went skydiving and stuff like just crazy stuff like traveling to Dubai. Right. And enjoying his life despite like being in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Wheelchair basketball. Like this is it's pretty cool, you know. And so it just depends on your perspective, what you choose to look at. Right. Power of choice. Exactly. Definitely. When it comes down to whether we have a lot a good life or a bad life comes down to the small choices we make over time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I I really like that you highlighted that because in a lot in all things that we do, it is the power of choice. How we choose to look at things like, you know, literally kind of like taking lemons and making lemonade or just pretty much just being like, this is sour and I'm just gonna stay here because this is just where I am. And so when things happen to us, we have the ability to decide, am I going to just continue to sink? here just keep going down keep going down keep going down or am I going to try to find a way to get back to the light get back to living a lovely life literally um and get back to finding the joy and not letting that be the end all be all so I do want to commend you for you know you pointing out like you're you didn't let what happened be the end all be all and that there's other people out there because I never even heard of that nonprofit, but that there's other people out there doing some dope work that is encouraging people and going into meeting people so that it's kind of like it's kind of like an intervention and I know like sometimes when I even go to like therapy training like you know about certain violence or things that happen in the community and it's like people trying to figure out when violence does happen like how can we stop things like that from happening and there's usually an intervention that needs to happen at a certain point when a person is already in pain or hurting that nobody caught on to so there was no intervention or no one there to catch them before they started making these decisions that caused a domino effect or you know, um, impact somebody else's life in a negative way. So having people go out and like catch you before you were just like, oh man, like, nah, like this is it, I'm done with life. Like I'm about to, and it probably happens, but you know, he came in there to show like, there's still hope. So let me kind of like show you this a little early on so that you just don't check out. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I, and I follow suit after uh, I've been talking, I mean, I just started back doing it recently, but, you know, I talked to some young men that end up in wheelchairs, you know, and just tell them about, you know, they, they can still enjoy life despite what, you know, what their situation is. It just depends on your determination. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, I've done a lot, you know, went on my cruises, you know. Have your turn enjoy- up. <laughs> right, you know, go, taking my little trips. And you get front front door access to stuff, you feel me? Uh-huh. That's, that's that's a win. Like <laughs> any right. as soon as you get your car, you feel me, park in the front door, right? Right. I'm Top here. I got treatments. my I got my handicap placard. Uh-huh. Like get it together. <laughs> but um yeah, you know, and I've been uh trying to just keep the young men trying to stay afloat mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally because yeah it you're right i'm saying it does get overwhelming at times and yeah. it can be hard um yeah. it, i'm not gonna say that you're going to be able to accept what's going on immediately because i didn't even accept it immediately i mean i kept a smile on my face because i didn't really want pity or anything mm-hmm. but 
you know, it, it definitely was hard, you know, to to just to just deal with the fact that I had lost my ability to walk. Yeah. Yeah, because that's just like having to rewrite a narrative of what life looks like because maybe you had all these different plans or all these different things, which it sounds like you've still been able to do what you need to do, but it probably was going to look dramatically differently had this not had happened. Um, and I hear you just in saying like, you know, you, you kept a smile on your face and you didn't want to show maybe more vulnerable emotions to other people um, because you didn't want pity. And sometimes like, you know, when things happen, it kind of like reminds me of like, if somebody a, if somebody dies and everybody's like RIP or I'm sorry for your loss on like Facebook or something, or B, if it's your birthday and everybody sends you happy birthday, like, and it's kind of like, how were you able to, or have you been able to decipher the difference between like people saying it out of pity or like caring out of pity uh, versus people that genuinely have cared about like your well being and showing up for you? Like, what has that part of the journey been like? I mean, I'm definitely been able to recognize when it's pity love over genuine love i mean you could tell um because most of the time like especially when i first got shot like people a lot of people you know said their condolences or you know wish me prayers when i first got shot when i first got shot i didn't even look at my first my facebook for like the first three months mm-hmm because honestly I don't know how I felt about it because for me yeah you know I appreciate the love a lot of people send me but I don't know and I feel like maybe it's selfish but you know if if they really if I was really their friend right wouldn't you come visit right that just got paralyzed Mm -hmm. and so you know, that may, especially like people that you consider family or people you grew up with, you know, even your family sometimes, like, mm-hmm. how can you say that, you know, you love me as family, friend, whatever, and you can't even take 15 minutes out of your time to come visit me. I, w- I mean, I'm in San Leandro. I was in San yeah. Leandro Hospital. I mean, San Leandro, mm-hmm. Fairmont yeah and like 15 minutes that was and it was tough to you know sort of deal with that because you know it made you it makes you feel like damn like were we ever really cool or was yeah. like this was just like a a superficial i'm saying re- like friendship relationship whatever you want to call or it. when it's convenient is it only like when it's beneficial convenient? yeah Right, you know, so I don't know. Like, I felt some type of way about that. Um, But I had to learn to let that go Mm because, you know, the thing is when you have expectations in people, that leaves the door open for disappointment. Mm -hmm. And then now you're projecting your disappointment on someone that may not even fully understood what the whole issue was to begin with mm-hmm. so like you know it's it's weird but it's something that I feel like some some people in wheelchairs might deal with others they may have a solid support support system yeah but I do feel 
that regardless of who it is, how old they are, that person will always need a support system for, um, you know, just for just someone to talk to, to unload the stress of having to smile all the time, mm -hmm. regardless of it, because that person may be going through chronic pain. Right. right. Where they're feeling pain every day, all day, but they're trying not to be sitting there complaining. So they just suck it up and put a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's best to have a support system, whether it's your friends, family, a combination of those, your your significant other. But at the end of the day, you do need a solid support system to get through this type of situation and be happy mentally and emotionally because there's going to be a lot of stuff that goes wrong. Yeah. Like wheelchair issues might break down, you know, like dealing with the, the medical system. Which is a trip in itself most times. Right. Just dealing with them is ridiculous. So... You just have to yeah, just find your support system and hold on tight to them. Yeah. And basically like what works for, what works for you to help you to continue to be able to thrive? Because I do think that, you know, that is real of just, I don't, I don't, and I wouldn't even say that it's selfish, you know, what you're saying, like, well, I wonder if that was, you know, selfish. No, I feel like you were just protecting yourself in that moment because one, it could be very overwhelming to have a thousand different notifications than what you usually may have and you know why they're there um and then two like you were going through a lot yourself so it wasn't an expectation there's that word again for you to have to answer people because then you can feel that pull of well I got to answer people because then people may feel like I'm ungrateful or whatever the case may be instead you just you know took your time away and I felt like that sounds like that's what you needed and also over time that huge piece of forgiveness and having to forgive people for maybe not showing up in the way that you had hoped and not necessarily holding it against them. Um, but just allowing people to be who they are and not, you know, living in that space because that would have just continued to dampen your light living in that space of people you know, who didn't show up, who did show up, how they're showing up, how they're not showing up um, and trying to just, Mm, be in a space of like love love and and compassion throughout the journey that it is that you've been going through and you know it is it, it is a hard space to like you know you have all the support the love or the oh my goodness and the the different positive thoughts in the beginning what has things been like for you as time has passed you know when it comes to just your level of support that you've been able to build for yourself or with what you've learned about the concept of community at this point um wait say say your question one more time yeah what do you feel like you've learned basically about community maybe it's different than what you thought it was before or just like you know how you've been able to like build the support that you have now well you know that's a hard question to say um just because when it comes to, you know, like the system I have, like it is, you know, I have a solid support system. I can't, can't lie about that. Mm -hmm. um, but there, I mean, there's an element missing for me, which is, you know, the, 
the male best friend type of vibe. Okay. Because, like, in 2020, I lost, I'm saying, my god brother, mm-hmm. Quinnell Harris, you know. He got killed at a, uh, at a block party in the East. Yeah. And that was somebody, as a male, you know, I could turn to, talk to as a brother, you know, and just get a, a different perspective and advice than I would from, like, the women in my life, like mm-hmm. my mama or my sister or something like that. So, like, I don't know. It's hard. Um, And then my experience with community, I would say is is definitely a learning process. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to be able to read people and learn from their nonverbal cues because people can say a lot of stuff. Yeah, just by looking, just by their being. Yeah, like, they'll say a whole bunch of stuff, but that doesn't mean that they're going to f- come through on it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had so many people do that, you know, like tell me they're going to do this for me or say we can do this, you know, flake. Mm-hmm. Then like, it'll be like, like they wouldn't care. They'll just be like, next time they see me, they'll act like it didn't even happen. Like they didn't forget. Uh-huh. Like, so it's just about, the people that truly show you that they want to be authentic it's through the actions you know it's not even on like giving gifts but it's how they do support you when you do need someone to talk to like when you do when you are down and out when you are like whenever you're going through you know you have someone they they show you that like okay you can feel safe to talk to me you can feel safe to you know like get whatever's on your chest off of it and not feel like it's going to be used against you later mm-hmm. or that's real know. too right people use that information just so they can have some dirt on you and they can gossip which is another thing i don't really care for mm-hmm. but you know with in a generation where that that's majority of what people nowadays be watching the whole bunch of drama reality right. shows like they love the messy stuff that's the type of stuff that makes it go viral or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it so yeah 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 and i hear you just in like you wanting that male companion um because that's huge you know it's huge to be able to have that connection with someone and you experiencing such a big loss in a in a similar way to what has happened to you um which brings a lot of depth to the situation and you also acknowledging like you know there are a lot of strong people in your life that are showing up for you um and sometimes like that both and approach like people can have support but you can still feel like you're lacking in one area and that being okay to acknowledge and you know kind of hope to be able to make those connections with people in some way shape or form um and you know with it being you know time has has progressed because I know that was that was quite some time ago like interestingly enough like I remember what I was doing, what I was wearing, where I was at, and who I was with when I found out what happened to you. Like, it deeply impacted me that that much to where I'm like, this is forever stamped in my head because I was just so, like, I couldn't even focus anymore. I was like, I didn't know if he was okay. I didn't know he was alive. I didn't know nothing. And I was just like, what the heck is happening? I just feel like I entered the twilight zone. And then so in thinking like, you know, as time has progressed, like mentally for yourself, 
like as I said it to you like prior to like recording like you know I've kind of watched and seen via social media some of the mental challenges that you have experienced you know as time has progressed because when things happen to us it's not like everything's going to be rainbow and you know just flowers and stuff even if we do have a positive perspective um but what has it been like for you mentally um up until this point in regards to if you have experienced some challenges or when the days just aren't so smooth for you uh what have i experienced mm-hmm. Whew, uh i mean like depending on the day it could be a variety of emotions I know, for instance, like I was saying earlier about chronic pain and last night I actually was dealing with a lot of pain and it was, it was terrible. I was trying to avoid having to pop hella narcos to right. deal with the pain, but that, that shit was tough mm-hmm. and it hurt, you know, I barely could get out of bed. And sometimes I don't know about other men in wheelchairs, you know, this could just be my personal experience. But for me, it was hard just dealing with that because it makes you think like, damn, am I stuck in a like a a, a mobile cage, like mm-hmm. not really able to enjoy the full variety of life, even though, you know, you still enjoy life. You can make the best of what you have. But some days on those low days you think about why like i'm missing out or this this just happened to me and it sucks type of vibes Mm -hmm. so it's just you know honestly i feel that on my tough days like when i'm dealing with just thinking about my situation or i'm thinking about my pain or I'm thinking about um, whether or not people are judging me because of it. Right. Like, you'd be surprised in the dating game how you can have everything that a girl wants to talk to you for. And then as soon as mm-hmm. you say something like, oh, I just want to let you know I'm in a wheelchair. Right. <laughs> You're like, the whole game then flipped. What I'm saying, I started getting ghosted Mm -hmm. don't hear from them again and I'm like you could tell me if you're not fucking with the wheelchair and I respect you know I'm saying the women that do tell me that like Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know I I mean I appreciate you trying to talk to me but I just can't date you Mm -hmm. and I'll be like you know sure you know that's your personal preference I can't force anybody to want to be with me I don't want to force anybody to want to be with me I want you to want to be with me and if that's what it is you know that's what it is but it's just a a mental and emotional like switch that you have to just gain control of as you deal with it more and more it's gonna be times when you can't you know reach the switches and you just gotta you know you just gotta tough it out through the through the pain mm-hmm. but you got to stay, just trust the process. And hopefully as time goes on, things will get better. Just keep yeah. striving for the stuff that you do want. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely hear you in that. And I feel like you're giving a lot of good 
motivation to people, you know, not even people necessarily that's in similar situations, but people in general that just have really tough days mentally because like your mind could be your worst enemy or it could be your best friend. Like, you know, it really can do a doozy on you and you can be okay one moment and the next moment you're not so hot. And then so being able to have that awareness, self-awareness and being able to kind of have some sense of control over where you're directing your thoughts and not letting your thoughts consume you is major because it can make or break you. It can make you sink or it can make you fly. Um, And then so that's definitely sounding like that's like what you're where you're getting at. And even when in, in just the whole dating topic, sometimes like I, I know I think for myself, like in a humbling way, which I think we all forget, we all forget this, honestly, in a lot of capacities, like the have and the have nots type of concept. Like, you know, a lot of people, for example, look at the unhoused community. A lot of people look down on people like that, but it's like, when I was a therapist in the unhoused community, like that broke a lot of stigmas in my mind because I was just like, wow, people become like people don't have a place to live even for reasons that had nothing to even do with them like it just happened to them and people forget that we forget that we're always one step away from things being completely different and this is a good example of being one step away and something happened and it changed the course of your life you didn't plan for this to happen to you and it's the same thing with everyone else like we could be you know able to walk around and then people get in car accidents People get right. in tragic incidents and like natural disasters, and different things. And then they end up in wheelchairs. And then so we all have to kind of like humble ourselves sometimes, I feel like, and not looking down upon people of like, you don't got what I need. Because for all, you know, for these women, I don't know who these women are. I'm just, I'm not trying to put y'all on blast. But for these women, <laughs> like, you know, one day we all going to get old and be all shriveled up anyway. And then so in my mind, I kind of just be thinking of like, you know, uh, sometimes we can be superficial as people um, because if you were to marry somebody and y'all both, you know, were able to walk and then one of you in a car accident and then you can't walk, so you're just going to divorce the person. But what if that person that's already in that predicament and situation, like you said, has everything that you want, every single thing that you need and can give you all the love that you probably, and will probably treat you better than maybe what you've already been experiencing, but you're saying no because of this one thing. Now, granted, I ain't knocking nobody. If, if, if it don't work, it don't work. But sometimes I think that we just have to put things a little bit into perspective um, and humble ourselves in a way because it could easily be us. We always think like, that ain't gonna ever have to be. It could easily be us. So I did want to just kind of say that real quick because I can only imagine the experiences you have in that department sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, but I'm cool. You know, I ain't really pushing it too hard. You know, if it comes, it comes. I want it to come naturally. Yeah. I'm saying if that's what it is, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, because you're such a great, genuine person. You deserve that. And it has me even thinking about, like, even if you have a strong support system outside of people, and outside of just mentality like having a strong mentality about things like what other things do you feel like you've needed in being able to just heal and thrive hobbies okay. pick, up, pick up some hobbies uh just find stuff to even if you do decide to go back to work still pick up a side hobby whatever that may be whether it be pottery soap making candle making mm-hmm. whatever that is um just pick up a hobby because it helps you pass the time when you're sitting at the house and it allows your mind to sort of find a little calming peace because usually 
hobbies are stuff that we usually like to do that we aren't like forced to do like work or anything like that. So when we are able to do one of our hobbies and it helps us relax. Right. And and it helps you sort of not focus on what it is that you're going through or whatever emotions you're feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Keeping your mind occupied so you don't have an idle mind because that's when more negative thoughts can tend to yeah. come in. And then next thing you know, you're going down a rabbit hole. Right. Right. <laughs> the slippery slope is ugly. Yeah. And and with people support, like, is there intentional things that you feel like you've needed now that's different than what you felt like you thought or needed then? Elaborate for me. In regards to like people and just the whole concept of how people show up for you or in what ways like a person, you know, would feel like certain things are more beneficial, like, you know, cause you, like you say, you had expectations before and then people let you down. So then that your concept of that may have changed now and what you truly feel like what you need moving forward from people, the support you need, even if it's not just people in your family or your friends, but like doctors or just, you know, different support systems um, in just different ways. What do you feel like you need it now? Um, Right now, I probably would say people that are listening, like to like when I do have my little moments, because sometimes when I talk to people, they they listen to respond rather listening to understand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't I don't look for that. I'm not looking for like someone just to talk back to me I just want to I want somebody I can talk to and Mm -hmm. then maybe they give me some advice some inspirational words some encouragement you know that type of stuff and I feel like if I have to say it then it takes away from (laughs) yeah so if I don't get it I just be like (laughs) right exactly bet so um then also just people to be upfront honest and be about their word when Mm -hmm. people say they're gonna do something or you know be real like because if the roles were reversed and i told you i was gonna do something inflate you'd be like oh yeah he's a cat i'm not fucking with him yeah or you ain't gonna take me seriously right and so I just, you know, just need that the 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 foundation for the for the support system again. Mm-hmm. Just the ability to have someone I can genuinely talk to, not I'm saying be concerned about them trying to analyze or judge me. I just want someone, you know, just you know, just my people to be my support system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough yeah yeah and it's that whole idea of follow through like I like I keep hearing you say just that follow through because a lot of the shoot I'm I'm out myself sometimes I, I tell people to like I'm a and then anxiety sometimes get the best of me and I'd be like oh I don't know <laughs> but oh, for real like that stuff will pop up out of nowhere just when you just sitting in your room looking at tv or something yeah yeah and so- Oh, that follow through of like, you know, if you're 
if you're saying you're going to show up for somebody, especially if they're in a time of need, if you're saying that you're going to show up for somebody, like show up for them and not offer. I do feel like a lot of the times it kind of like, it kind of uh, touches into that, that pity conversation that we were talking about. Like people, it's like the whole, like when everyone says RIP, everyone says happy birthday. Everybody says I'm sending my condolences or everybody says, I'm sorry to hear that. Like I try to stay away sometime from like, telling people I'm sorry to hear that or I try to steer away from um all the time putting RIP or sending condolences I try to do something like I'm sending positive light or like just give a different spin on things because I feel like we're so conditioned to just blurt out what we think we're supposed to be saying like this is what we're taught to say so we say it every single time but it can begin to feel ingenuine and not authentic when it's like well everyone's just saying it but there's like no connection or real empathy or compassion behind it um and so I feel like sometimes when people say certain things like that they just pop in and say is because they feel like they're taught to do that so they're doing it out of like what what that expectation is and then therefore if you're doing it out of what is you're supposed to say these things when these things happen you're supposed to say this to somebody And then when you fall through, it's like, it's not really a big deal because it's kind of like, well, who really shows up and actually does these things anyway? But people don't realize the repercussions and the impact it has on the person, like you said, on the receiving end that actually was looking forward to you following through on your word. And then that's such a big thing that I feel like we don't necessarily talk about a lot. And it definitely hit me deep when you said... And people will move forward and like link up with you and kind of never mention the harm that was done. Like it's just kind of blown over it. Cause I feel like that's so normalized and right. nobody's and then, talking about it. And then if you say something, then you become the issue. You be right. like, I'm saying you can't monopolize my time. I have stuff I got to do type of stuff. Like I can't win for losing. So mm-hmm. best bet is just to leave it alone and be like, Hey, a person's clearly a cat mm-hmm. regardless of what I do I cannot change that person but what I can do is change how I respond to that person or react to that person right so that's usually the only thing the best thing to do about it is just being able to you know brush that off move forward because like I said people will be people mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't control how they move how they act but you can choose. And it goes back to that conversation we had earlier. Everything that makes up our lives at the end of the day is based on the small choices that we make. Right. And you have to you have to choose to be happy rather than to be sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I always say, it's okay to, you know, be down in the dump as long as you don't just continue to be down in the dump like you know get yourself up and dust yourself off and try and figure out okay what's the my I might you know what's what's the next thing I'm gonna do what's the next step I'm gonna take what direction am I gonna go in and not just sit there and have a full pity party and if you do gotta sit there and have a pity party like try not to sit there for too too long because the more you're in that area the harder it is to get out of just that space and that state of mind so right I definitely feel like you've shared like a lot for people. And um, I'm wondering if there was like 
anything else that you feel like you would want people to know just about like the life after because the life after is the rest of your life like literally it's not just for people that aren't living it every single day it's like a moment in time for them or like a, oh I remember when that happened or you know but for you this is your everyday circumstance and you can't get away from right. it like it's just there when you wake up it's just there so what is anything else if there is anything else that you will want people to know just about life after gun violence I mean if it's if I'm talking to other young people in wheelchairs I would say that you know, you can still be independent. You, you don't have to wait for your support system, your friends, your family to do things in your life. Even though it may not be what you want, you may want to make it a group activity or friends activity or whatever, but you have to be able to enjoy life by yourself and be independent because for the most part, not everybody's going to be there for you. You know, they might mm -hmm. be there for you when it comes to the turn up. But, you know, they may not be there when you need them most. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just have to be able to get used to being independent, doing for yourself and all that. And you can still enjoy life. I've been on cruises, uh, you know, met, fucked around on a boat. You know what I'm saying? Doing a move. What's the boat? Like the little high speed boats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Mess around on the speed boats. It's hella fun, you know, you can find stuff to do, you know, and people have no problem helping you. They'll be mm -hmm. like, hey, like you need some help, you know, like I'll push you or, you know, I'll help you do this. I remember at the second Warriors Parade mm -hmm. in 2017, I was with one of my old co-workers and we were trying to go to over there by Lakeshore. Mm -hmm. uh, by where Mayor Baker used to be. Oh, okay, yeah. We were trying to go over there, but we were stuck over on the side by um, the courthouse. Okay. So we decided to walk and go over that little bridge that they put over Lake Merritt. And it was so many people on that bridge. I, we couldn't I, even move. Gosh. So, so what my friends decided to do is they took me over to the side of the bridge and we weren't over the water yet. That's how that's how stuffy it was in there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hey, bro, uh, you trust us? I was like, yeah, bro, I trust y'all. He was like, all right, so we're finna sort of take you out of your wheelchair and sort of toss you over there to these guys. And then uh -huh. we're, gonna put, we're gonna put your wheelchair over there too so you can sit down. I'm like, I mean... Yeah. It's better than staying in this gridlock of, right. of, of people traffic. So, you know, they try, they taking me out the wheelchair, my friend holding me up. And like some other dudes that was on the other side of the bridge, they was helping me. They was holding my, brought my wheelchair over on the other side. They was helping me put me over the bridge. Mm -hmm. So like there's people out there that'll help you. Right. Even if I you don't think, yeah, you know, just, Enjoy your life, man. You got to just find ways to be happy. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you, nobody can provide you happiness but yourself. Right. And you have to just keep pushing, keep moving forward. And like I said before, trust the process. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that story because I definitely like gave a good visualization of like community support and good Samaritans. We need more good Samaritans. God darn it. So <laughs> I definitely appreciate no, you like do. sharing that. <laughs> we do. We definitely need some good Samaritans. We right. need some more of them people. They're right. cool, man. They'll, they'll help you out. Because people be tripping. So <laughs> I'm just kind of like... Oh, that was such a like good and heartwarming story and just like a reality of like God making a way for you to like to remind you you can go out and enjoy life and do whatever you need to do like don't let nothing feel like it has to stop you because a way will will be made for you to still be able to go and do what everybody else is doing because a lot of times we feel like we can't go do what everybody else is doing um so I definitely appreciate you being willing to come on this platform and share with the community because I try to make sure that I can offer a variety of different topics that resonate, you know, people that honestly, I'm not really seeing people talk about, or if they are talking about it, that I'm not seeing them talk about in a particular way. Um, So hopefully like, you know, what you said resonated because you said a lot of powerful things. And I definitely want to give you an opportunity to, you know, let people know if you got stuff going on, you want to hype that up, let people know if there's like social media handles, ways people can reach out to you, let them know. This 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 your time. Just gonna sit back and let you you know let you. Okay, talk. well, um, you know, like I said earlier, I was working on a poetry book mm-hmm. geared towards self therapy for people and their emotional mental trauma. And if anybody would like to see some of my poetry, I have an Instagram, uh, Germ De La Ghetto. <laughs> if you if if any of my people out here watching is thirty years old and up, you know they should know that. They should know that reference. But, you know, it's J-E-R-M-D-E-L-A-G-H-E-T-T-O. And if you want to just add my regular personal IG, that is Germ the Hermit, J-E-R-M-D-A-H-E-R-M-I-T. And, you know, just reach out to me. I definitely love suggestions if anybody wants to give me anything on my book. Uh, on that would be a good topic for a poem or to cover um, because I want my book to be able to be for the people Mm -hmm. if it doesn't help people with a emotional mental trauma at the very least you know just got a new fan for the poetry yes yes thank you for you know hyping that up and letting people know so y'all definitely go add him follow him ask some questions if you need to give some insight whatever it is connect if you need to or if you know somebody that could like just be inspired or feel motivated from connecting with him please share um this message and this episode with them because i be try- i tell y'all this every single episode <sighs> it's free game i mean listen if you ain't watching it, you ain't listening in. You only doing your own stuff with your Sundays. I mean, like, share it with the people. Share it with everybody you know, because there's something that you can get from every single episode and people willing to be vulnerable and in this space and having these conversations, because that's what we need to be doing as a community, having these different conversations, because there's too much hurt going around. So we need to be able to feel comfortable with coming together and being able to talk so we can help heal one another and also heal ourselves. So. I thank you so very much for coming on here. I might have to bring you back so you can just like, so somehow I like to do little bonus episodes and maybe you can like share some poetry, but mm. we all see. Well, I was going to say, well, let me know. I'm always down. I appreciate, you know, just you let me come on your platform and talk 
You know, I appreciate you. I'm glad you're doing this. You look good doing it. I'm proud of you. you. Keep on going, girl. Thank you. It's all good. All right. So until next time, y'all stay tuned. Thank you so much.